0: Love Talk Radio. Plus Model Radio, the number one podcast for plus size women. I'm your host, Shanice Lewis. Today is Friday, May 1st, 2009. Thanks for tuning in. I've got an exciting show for you today with special guest, Jess Wierner. Jess Winner is the generation's go-to girl for self-esteem. Whether she's hosting a seminar for mothers and daughters on today's pressures to be beautiful or writing her monthly column for Seventeen Magazine or working with celebrities such as Kelly Clarkson, Jennifer Hudson, and Jennifer Lopez to spread the message of self-esteem. Jess is motivating the women and girls of America to develop self-confidence, self-knowledge, and self-acceptance. She has chronicled her own self-discovery and ultimate recovery from her disorders in her first book, A Very Hungry Girl. In her second book, Life Doesn't Begin Five Pounds From Now, Jess helps readers decode the language of fat and explore how body image controls the way women think about their health, wealth, family, careers, and relationships. She also serves as the global ambassador for the Dove Self-Esteem Fund, and plays a vital role in Dove's global campaign throughout North America and Canada, while also contributing a featured column to the Dove Digital Channel on MSN. Luckily for women everywhere, Jess's message reaches millions of women and girls worldwide each and every month. Working as a frequent contributor to shows such as the Today Show, CNN Showbiz Tonight, and The Tara Banks Show, Jess offers advice on topics ranging from body image to relationship, friendships, family issues, and media pop culture. Her unique story and prestigious career has been featured by countless media outlets, including The View, The Washington Post, Oprah, and The New York Times. So let's welcome Jess to the show.
1: Hello. Hi,
0: how are you doing?
1: I'm good, sweetie. How are you?
0: Good. Well, thank you so much for joining uh, joining us today.
1: I'm so happy to be with you.
0: So growing up, you spent your teenage years struggling with eating disorders and low self-esteem. So what was the pivotal moment that changed things around for you?
1: Gosh, you know, there were so many moments when I look back, but I think the one big moment that changed my direction in life was when I finally decided to ask for help with my problem, you mm-hmm. know, I walked around like many women do just thinking, you know, this is the way it is to be a woman. We hate our bodies and we diet like crazy and we gain weight back like crazy and it's just going to be this struggle. And when I finally asked for help, I got to go into a, a counseling program when I was in college and I walked into this room with six other women And they were so diverse looking and they were so lovely and beautiful, but all of us struggled with the same thing. And I think that, for me, was the turning point when I realized not only that I wasn't alone, but that so many women shared this and that I could actually do something about it.
0: Right. So from there, your background is in theater, so you went on to college and, um, was a theater major and that really made the foundation of what you do today. So tell us some of the things you did with that.
1: Well, you know, I mean, my background as a young person was I went to performing arts junior high schools and high schools and you know, I was always creative and artistic and wanting to express myself, but the path of being in the arts when, you know, what I was studying was all about being an actress and For a while, of course, just like a lot of other little girls out there, that's what I wanted to be. And Mm -hmm. as I learned more about the industry and I learned more about um, some of the restrictions of being an actress and always putting your self-worth and acceptance in somebody else's hands and always Mm -hmm. having to ask for a job and never really being the one to generate the work, Mm -hmm. I think I realized early on that as much as I loved performing in theater – that being just an actress wasn't going to work for me. So cut to when I was in college and finally getting help for my eating disorder and other addictions, I still never lost my desire to be creative and expressive. I just now funneled it into a different way, and so I started writing plays, and I started speaking on campus and doing press interviews. And soon I realized that all the skills that I studied as a performer were going to come in really handy in this new career because I was unafraid to speak publicly, and I could improvise at at a drop of the hat. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it it actually turned out to be the best of of all worlds because I still get to do what I love, which is to interact with people. I just get to kind of use all the skills that I studied as a little girl.
0: And so from there, when you discovered your passion to help women with self-esteem, you decided to write your first book. So tell us about your first book and how that came about, A Very Hungry Girl.
1: Well, actually, there's a lot of life in between those moments, but, um, you know, like there always is. So it wasn't just a direct shot like, oh, I'm going to, you know, come to Hollywood and write this book. First, I, mm. I came to Hollywood. I, I, When I graduated from college, I moved to Indianapolis, Indiana. I started a theater company there uh, that did social health and educational plays for schools, and I wrote a lot of shows, and I traveled all over the country and about six years later, I decided to take my message to a larger platform, and that's what brought me to California. Oh, and okay. so, while I was in Hollywood, you know, it's Hollywood, everybody. So everyone's looking for like, what's the angle, and who are you, and what's going to make you special and pop out. And so, I was. Well, were you to-
0: trying to bring that to do a TV show originally, or something and like that?
1: Yeah, you know, originally my goal was to create. I just wanted to create meaningful media for kids.
2: Mm -hmm. I wanted
1: to, I didn't necessarily need to do, like, a talk show at the time. It was more about, like, can I write a really cool TV series for kids that shows a lot of the body diversity and a lot of, um, you know, other kinds of diversity. I was interested in producing more than I was hosting. But what Hollywood loves to do is put you in a box, right? So Mm -hmm. people heard me talk, and they heard me speak, and they knew my background as a presenter. And so I kind of got moved into this, oh, you should be a host category. So. Mm-hmm. I got this wonderful deal. I was very blessed. I got a deal with Warner Brothers TV early on in my career. I was in development for my own show for a while, and but I was really young, and I didn't have a ton of TV experience. Mm-hmm. So while I was kind of hanging out in this deal, because anybody you know, in the, within the industry knows you get into those deals, you can't really do anything. Right. You're just, you're just on meeting. hold. Yeah, you're on hold. So that's when I actually chose to write my first book, because I felt like there was this big question mark with the media. They're like, hey here's this young woman who has some really great ideas, but who are you and why do you know so much? And, you know, you're only, I think at the time I was like 27 or 28, you know, and they're like, you possibly can't know what you know. So I figured I would write this book, A Very Hungry Girl, to tell people about my life and to express to them that they're not alone in their struggle, that we're all hungry to fill up on something. And that was really the motivation to write the book. To be quite honest, I I was stuck and couldn't do anything else, and I thought, well, I'll tell people my story through a book.
0: Okay, and so what's the difference between your first book and your second book, Life Doesn't Begin Five Pounds From Now?
1: A whole lot more life. (laughs) (laughs) Because, you know, the Very Hungry Girl is really about my struggle as a young girl and my eating disorders, and then the book explores how I turned that into a career. And it kind of walks you through, you know, my life from a certain period of time, from like 11 to 28, you know, it covered just a certain period of time. So fast forward to three years after the first book came out, I wrote the second book, and Do I Look Fat in This?, and then eventually it became Life Doesn't Begin Five Pounds From Now. They're actually the same book with different titles. Oh, okay. um, And I'll tell you an interesting side note to that, because this will probably make sense for your listeners. The reason I had to change the book title was because Do I Look Fat in This?, which is such a great title. I mean, how many times do we ask people that question a day? Right. You know? But as far as books go, women were uncomfortable buying a book with fat in the title unless it was a book about weight loss. Wow. So it was really heavy because, you know... So the
0: sales were suffering because of the title?
1: Well, you know, the sales were okay, but you know what? I was getting emails from women who were like, I'm taking the book cover off, like the jacket off because I don't want people to talk to me about the question. So I thought, well, huh. So here are these women, you know, I got emails from women on the subway, you know, Girl, I took that book cover off because people were looking at me because I read a book called Do I Look Fat in This? And people were saying, no, you don't look fat. You know, they were, like, engaged in the conversation, which I thought was great, but I was realizing that it was making readers feel uncomfortable.
0: Right. So
1: I changed the title to what the book is really about. And Life Doesn't Begin Five Pounds From Now is a call to action for women who are waiting to live their fabulous life until they lose weight or until they get a boyfriend or until they have the perfect job. And it's really like a wake-up call for us to take stock of our life right now and live the best life we can.
0: Now you're also um, connected with Dove and you're their global ambassador for the self-esteem fund. So how did that come about?
1: Yeah, that's another, um, all the, you picked all the good highlights and in between I'm like, oh, a lot of work <laughs> in between, but um, <laughs> basically, and you know, cause you've gotten to take one of these great workshops with me yes. and, and get trained in that. But Basically, Dove, and we all love Dove. Dove is a company committed to exploring the boundaries of real beauty and breaking beauty stereotypes. And so um, I was approached by them like two and a half years ago at this point, God, almost three years ago, um, to help them express that message because that was so in alignment with in alignment with what I was doing. So we joined forces, and I was so happy to become their ambassador, and I've traveled all over the world for them. And Spoken to women and girls about self-esteem and body image, and of course, you know, train in these workshops, and it's really quite a powerful, um, quite a powerful experience. And so it was just two brands coming together who had the same mission, and um, you know, we're doing great stuff. And Dove has a goal of reaching five million girls by the year 2010, which is like tomorrow,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, you know. And they their goal is to reach five million girls with one of those workshops that you and I studied. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I love that their mission was to kind of conquer this globally, and, and that's why we joined forces together.
0: So Dove actually um, picked you out because they, somebody at the company was aware of the work that you were already doing?
1: Yep, actually, my, um, I had been writing an advice column for girls globally for about three years um, for the Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen website, and mm-hmm. I was doing wonderful work with girls in ten different countries, over a million girls a month, and I think uh, you know somebody from that world talked to Dove, and yeah, I mean it's how it goes, right? You you do what you love, and hopefully the right people pay attention.
0: Right. So is the Dove Self Esteem Fund the same thing as the Campaign for Real Beauty, or is that two different things?
1: No, actually that's a great question. It's the same thing. The Campaign for Real, excuse me, the Campaign for Real Beauty was started in two thousand four. And that was, remember the uh, the ad campaign with the women in their underwear? Mm-hmm. So that really kicked off the Campaign for Real Beauty. That's what that is. And the Dove Self-Esteem Fund is a is a inspiration from the Campaign for Real Beauty. And the fund itself, its mission is to is to reach girls and women with educational programs.
0: So, so think Dove of it as an at,
1: extension.
0: Wait, repeat that?
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Think of it as an extension of the Campaign for Real Beauty.
0: Oh, Okay. So, as the Dove ambassador, what are your duties?
1: So, I've got the greatest duties in the world. Um, <laughs> I get to help, uh, you know, be a, a spokesperson in the media. Mm-hmm. So, sometimes you'll see me on the Today Show or different shows talking about some of the new studies that Dove does. So, I'm the, you know, I, I can communicate those messages. I also help. Um, But were you
0: doing that before you got connected with Dove, or that's Mm -hmm. an extension of Dove?
1: Nope, I was doing that before the extension of Dove. It just is a part of what I'm doing with them now. Okay. Yep, I've been doing this work for 15 years. Right. So this new relationship is just that. It's a a new added bonus partner for me. So I help with media uh, opportunities with them. I help create an an instrument uh, curriculum, and... um, You know, and then I I get to sort of help in some of the planning and and some of the advising and consulting.
0: And so another major thing that you're doing right now, you also write a monthly body image column for Seventeen Magazine. So tell us more about that.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited about this. So Mm -hmm. I am a contributing editor to Seventeen Magazine, and I write a monthly column called Body Peace. P E A C E and its goal is to get girls, young girls, to just make peace with their bodies. It's not about weight loss and it's not about makeovers. It's about getting them to accept their bodies as they are. And then from there you can make any change you want. And you know that. You like mm-hmm. as long as you really accept, okay, this is the body I've got, then your changes are different changes. And so we talk about boys and we talk about pop culture and we talk about friendships and school and parents and all the things that impact girls' self-esteem. So I write a column once a month, and then I'm on 17.com uh, doing a blog and answering questions there as well. And I love this community of girls. We've got hundreds of thousands of girls who write in amazing letters. So I'm I'm so excited to be, again, partnered with another great organization like 17.
0: And you answer questions from the Dove website as well, huh?
1: I know, honey. I'm busy. <laughs> i'm busy baby
0: i know i know
1: (laughs) i'm like yeah i do that and then another extension of dove actually worth mentioning for anyone listening is um i write a column on msn in the dove digital channel so if you go to dove.msn.com you can read really i'm one of five editors but there are great women and we write essays every month and we answer questions there as well so I've got my bases covered out there. I mean, this is really my passion and my mission.
0: Do you have a schedule of um, how you write every day? Because I know I want to write a lot of things, but I just, I'm not motivated, I guess, to write. So do you have a schedule you're like, I'm going to write an hour each day? or
1: I do. You I, I find for me I have to do that. But, of course, I get caught up in deadlines just like anybody else, trust yeah. me. I mean, I, there are days where I'm like, oh, my God, that's due in like five minutes, and I haven't even started. So, um yeah, you know, I do first and foremost, and this is something new for me, I institute just time for an hour in the morning. Mm-hmm. I have from 8 to 9, it is my time, and I work out, I take walks, I read, I do whatever I need because mm-hmm. the rest of the day is spent giving to everybody else, and that includes writing. And so I think when you are a writer or you want to write, um, I think all great writers, no matter what, always have resistance to writing. So I yes. think it's about discipline um and commitment and it is hard work. It's it's not super easy. It seems like it'd be easy, but it's not.
0: No, cuz sometimes you just don't feel like doing it.
1: <laughs> exactly. Well, when I have a paycheck come in and then I got to feel like doing it.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, that's a little that's a motivation for me.
0: So, let's talk a little bit about your website cuz you have um various things going on on your website. So, one of the things is you coined the term actionist. So tell us what that is and some of the people you featured on your website.
1: Well, okay, so actionist is my term for someone who takes action in their everyday life. And if you think about it, that's pretty much all of us, right, or it could Mm -hmm. be all of us. Mm -hmm. So I came up with that term. Actually, my dad did. I have to give him props or else he gets mad. Um, (laughs) My dad helped me come up with that term to kind of, because activist was too political for the young women I was working with. You know, when you say, oh, you have to be an activist for change, they're like, "Uh, no, thank you. I don't Mm -hmm. want to go march, and I don't want to go, you know. They have such such outdated views of what activism is. But anyway, Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, I'm going to change this to actionist. And it's so great because on my website, I just like to feature people that I think deserve some props, and they deserve to be recognized, and they're amazing human beings doing great things like you're doing in the world. And so I want people to know about that. And so every month we feature our featured actionist and You know, we tell about who they are. We leave that up on our website for a month or so. And people can nominate actionists. If you've got anybody listening who's like, oh, my God, you should nominate, you know, my friend because she runs this great company or she's got this great nonprofit, you can email us at info at com, And we love hearing about what people are doing in the world.
0: Now, what is inner style?
1: Yeah. So, (laughs) you know, inner style was just a phrase that I, I started talking to women about when The focus has been so much, and you definitely know this, so much on modeling, Mm -hmm. so much on fashion and beauty, which is, you know, it's okay. I'm not against that at all, but I am against the fact that, like, little 10-year-olds, all they want to do is model because all they want to do is be famous. They don't really realize that, you know, so much goes into that as a career Mm -hmm. and so much more. So we want to develop young women to be full and complete human beings. We don't want them just focused on their outside
2: appearance. appearance. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: So inner style is about helping women to kind of just like you spend so much time putting that cute outfit together every day, I want you to spend just as much time thinking about what makes you cute on the inside, you know, Mm -hmm. what makes you stylish. And so it's my attempt to try to bring, you know, um, self-esteem is fashionable, you know. Are you strong? Are you sensitive? Are you loyal? Are you kind? I mean, those to me are sexy, fashionable things just as much as a cool pair of skinny jeans or high heels, you know? So I wanted, it was just my kind of like answer to this total focus on outside. I wanted to just remind us that we got to focus on the inside too.
0: Now what is Team Jess?
1: So that is a feature on my website that I will so admit is not up to date as it should be because there are so (laughs) many people who need to be on it like you. But um, Team Jess was an idea of, Basically, like again, kind of like actionists, but showcasing all the great people that I know. I call what I do being an empowerment worker. Mm. I am an empowerment worker. I'm a speaker. I'm a writer. I'm a TV personality all around the area of empowerment. And Mm. so I wanted to focus on other empowerment workers in all different fields. I've got my best friend, Damone Roberts, who, you know, honey, he's the eyebrow king. Mm -hmm. He will beat out your eyebrows. Mm
2: -hmm. And he's in
1: Beverly Hills, and he... Um, is on on my site, and I've got some other great, like, teen experts and other people out there. So it's another extension of showcasing people who are committed to the empowerment issue.
0: So you're the CCO of your own company, Talk to Jess LLC, a media company dedicated to creating a nation of confident women and girls. So tell us about your company goals and the plans you have for the future.
1: Yeah. Well, my goal, as it stated in our mission statement, is to help create a nation of confident women and girls. And the little corner that I'm going to work in is going to be in four areas. It's going to be in writing, speaking, media, and philanthropy. And so the goals of my business are in those areas. And you know, my, and so everything I do is going to come through the lens of is this making girls and women more confident? Is this helping us feel good about ourselves? And that could be, you know, a movie that I produce, and that could be a nonprofit that I start. It can really range, but because we call ourselves a media company, it's because I am committed to being in the mainstream media. I want our voice, our messages, our products to be nationwide, worldwide. So it's you know, it's a great, it's a great business. It's a tough business to run, you know, on your own because it's, you know, you always feel like you're kind of walking upstream a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, And believe me, I've been asked to sell out a million and ten times and do programs and projects and things that would so go against what I believe in, but they'd make me a ton of money. Mm. And um, it's just about sticking to the principles, you know. I want women and girls to feel confident because you know what? It's not that we're leaving out the men and the boys. It's that if we've got confident moms They help to raise strong, confident boys and girls Mm -hmm. and, you know, and and also help to help their relationships with their husbands. So, you know, that's where I'm starting. That's where my focus is.
0: Now, have you ever been accused of promoting obesity?
1: You know, um, not really. I, I think that's not really what I get lumped into. Sometimes people think my message is about fat acceptance. Mm-hmm. Which I have an I really do have a problem with because I don't I don't one way or another to me that's a, a a term that doesn't really resonate for me I'm about like full human being acceptance and I don't think I mean listen I come from a family of overweight people and some of them are not healthy so I don't believe all the time that you can be obese and fat and healthy I think that you know personally in my life right now I'm striving to. Um, release some weight and focus on my body in a healthier way than I've ever done before but that's my personal journey Mm
2: -hmm. so I
1: think sometimes people think maybe because the package I come in and I'm a curvy full-figured girl they're like oh well you must think it's okay for everyone to be fat I'm like "Mm -mm. I think it's okay for everyone to be healthy at whatever size that works but really healthy Mm -hmm. you know not just like hiding behind that but can you walk up a flight of stairs and not be out of breath you know Mm -hmm. can you take an aerobics class and not want to pass out (laughs) You know, there's a lot of things that I think we have to be real about in our life. But, you know, my message is about full empowerment. And I think obesity in this country is definitely a problem, but it doesn't start with fat people. It Mm -hmm. starts with systems and relationships, government issues, pharmaceutical issues, food issues that set up this country for massive failure because people make a lot of money off of scaring people about obesity.
0: Right, right. Well, I think that's an important distinction to make, because people just lump you into a category, uh, whether you want it or not. So
1: yeah, you know, I always I got really sensitive about that for a while. And then I just decided to find my own truth. And you know, honestly, um, and this is actually the first time I've ever talked about this in the media. But honestly, for me, it was a moment where I went, God, you know what, like, Am I really being authentic to my message? Am I really healthy myself, you know? And mm-hmm. I took, you know, this journey that I'm on right now, and I just started it about a month ago, has been about really facing all aspects of my health, including my weight, including my food addictions, including my past eating disorders, and just kind of giving myself a big overhaul. You know, we're never done learning in this world, and we're never done healing. Mm-hmm. And just because I do the work doesn't mean I can't learn from my own work.
0: Right. Mm. Good, good, good one. So <laughs> what advice can you give to the listeners who may be struggling with body image?
1: Well, I, what I want to say to people who are struggling with body image is that we have to lift our eyes up higher. And what I mean by that is if you want to look all the way straight up and think about God, universe, Buddha, Muhammad, whatever you want, there is a larger force at play in our life and we have to get connected to that and when you stop focusing so much on your thighs on your calves on your belly on your breath, you realize that there is a whole world out there for you to experience now you have to find that peace with your body and you have to choose to make that peace but you know focusing so much on body image I find quite personally is a big distraction from living mm-hmm. and I really wish because when we have little girls who are so focused on their bodies, they don't raise their hand in class. And when we have women who hate their bodies so much they don't go out of the house, they don't go to vote. And I'm worried about a world that gets crippled because women cannot keep their eyes up higher and stop looking in that mirror. Look out at the world. That is what is waiting for us.
0: Yes, definitely. So you do so much great work. Do you have anything coming up that we can be on the lookout for?
1: Well, I've got two things I want to talk about. One is um, I've been promising forever and a day to my audience that my website is changing, and it is. There's going to be more opportunities. So I really want to encourage anyone listening to sign up for the Actionist newsletter, and that's at JessWiener.com. It's W-E-I-N-E-R.com. And I want to keep connected to people that way. And two, if you are a person, you know, in the L.A. area or are interested in coming to L.A. to train with me about how to become an empowerment worker, how to give workshops, how to form a business based around an empowerment, I'm going to be hosting seminars in the fall. So Mm -hmm. I want to kind of plant that seed now and definitely keep in touch with the website and we'll give you all the details when they come up.
0: And they're very good seminars because I attended one and it was great information.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And I'm going to start to do my own and kind of play around cuz you know there's great people like you me and all of our friends out there who are doing great stuff so if you want to learn more that'll be a place to come to
0: okay and you have a um something coming up on canadian television uh,
1: that's right i do actually if there are any canucks out there listening um this saturday um i'm on two different networks in canada i'm on w network and y network and um i'm going to be hosting the dove sleepover for self esteem it's super cool Dove in Canada hosted um, a sleepover for moms and daughters, and we're going to be talking about movies that we love, like 13 Going on 30 and uh, Ella Enchanted. But I'm going to be doing it live on a, a sleepover set with a bunch of girls, and the girls at home can follow along. Anyway, it's a ton of fun, and you can find more information about that on um, dove.com or I'm sorry, dove.ca for the Canadians.
0: And so tell us your official website, and if anybody is interested in booking you as a speaker, how to do so.
1: Yep, thank you for that plug, my sweet. Um, (laughs) The website is Jess, J-E-S-S-W-E-I-N-E-R.com, com, and everything you need to know is there.
0: Okay, well, thank you so much for doing the show today. I know you're very busy. I could have talked to you for an hour. <laughs> there are actually people on calling in wanting to ask questions, but I'm going to let you go because I know uh, I you can, have a... I
1: can stay. You want to answer a couple
0: questions? Sure. Okay, let's get somebody on the line. Hi, caller. Are you there? You have a question for Jess? Area codes 972? Okay, they're not saying anything. (laughs) Let's go to this other one. Caller, area code 214, you're on the line. You have a question for Jess?
2: Yes, I do. Hi, Jess. Good afternoon. Hi it's there. actually by I have I host a blog talk radio every Friday called Self Esteem Elevated. Oh, awesome! Yeah, so it's actually just I was looking at the side of it as I was preparing today, and I thought, oh, I need to listen to this. And thank you, <laughs> Shanice, for an awesome show. I do a conference every year for women, and then a prayer breakfast. We talk about it. From you said it in the very end of it, the part about knowing who you are. That was the one question that I did have is that yeah. you actually. Talk about it. We teach about the whole self, and you know, yes. and once you know who you are on the inside, you can exuberate it on the outside. Are there key components? Cause I, and I wrote down the Empowerment Worker Seminars in the fall that I definitely yeah. want to excited about and want to find out more about. Um, is there something that you do along the lines? Um, and ironically as well, we, I was, I've been trying to get in touch with Deb for the last few weeks the last few months, to uh, honor them at our legacy dinner in, in um, June at our conference. So yeah. um, definitely. But is there something that you do in terms of the whole? Because I know you talk a lot about weight and body image. So mm-hmm. what do you say from the mental perspective, spiritual perspective, physical, emotional, how, do you, how does all that encompass in oh, what yeah. you do?
1: That's a great question, and, you know, the truth is the weight or the body image or the way we see ourselves is just the portal to get in to the conversation because once we're in there, and I, I broke it down in my second book, like in these areas, health, wealth, family, relationships, career, spirituality. And so, <clears throat> you know, those are the six areas that are really important to women. And so once we, talk, once we get in the door, you know, maybe somebody's coming to pick up a book or come to a class because they don't like their weight or they don't like the way they look or they don't like their hair or whatever. Once you get in there, you realize, oh, my goodness, I have built an entire life based around either lying to myself, maybe following trends or patterns that I don't believe in, not seeing the bigger picture, not having faith in something higher. you know. And all of a sudden, you can talk about anything. We can go from divorce to domestic violence to um, you know, our belief in in wellness and and exercise to nutrition. I mean, we cover everything because it really is about that. It's about who women are in the world, and I love your term. It's the whole woman. And so many times we differentiate women by their body parts. I mean, look at our media. We're looking at someone's butt or thighs or arm on a billboard. It's not a whole person. So mm-hmm. I really am a big I'm a big fan of of talking to women about all the areas in their life that they want to upgrade, but you know, typically, the one that they're most ready to upgrade is their body appearance. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. And what we've been doing a lot, because we do have a lot of women that come through the program, is that we teach them first, is once you know who you are on the inside You've got to find out. We come from a several different. Uh, it's really founded on a spiritual foundation what we do, and then we build everything else on top of that. Mm-hmm. But if if there's a if we wanted to get in touch with you and and you know and and maybe invite you to come speak or anything, how how could I get in touch with you?
1: So the best way, the best thing to do would um, write to info at jessweener and I have a kick butt team of people who help me. Organize events or go speak at people's events, and they, and they can help you out. So info at com. Okay. Okay, well, thank you. Thank you thank for you listening. Thank you so much. Congrats on you. your show as well. Thanks. Thanks. Bye.
0: So, Jess, well, thank you so much for being with us today. You are one of my role models that Thanks. I look up to, so I was really excited about interviewing you today.
1: Well, I was really happy to hear you on your show, and you've got a beautiful voice in the world too, so I'll come back anytime you want me.
0: Oh, awesome. Well, thanks again, and enjoy the rest of your day.
1: Yep, have a great weekend. Bye-bye. All right,
0: bye-bye. So tune in next time, and we'll have more industry professionals with stories to not only inspire you, but to keep you connected. If you're interested in advertising on our show, being a guest, or have comments, email us at guests at plusmodelmagazine.com. And if you haven't already, don't forget to join the Plus Model Radio pages on MySpace and Facebook. For more information about our show, go to our website at www.plusmodelmag.com. I've been your host this evening, Shanice Lewis. Thank you for tuning in and supporting Plus Model Radio. Until next time, keep thriving in your curves and be blessed.